All right, before getting into this episode, just a disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so make sure to reach out to a professional for financial advice. In this episode, I'm just talking to you about taxes as a producer, some things that have really helped me along the way. Season three, episode 14, taxes for producers. So when you are doing taxes, and you work a normal job. And when I say normal job, I just mean that you're working for an employer that you go to work and you collect your paycheck and they reduce all the taxes off of your check for you. But you still have to submit your taxes every year, but they will give you a slip where you just enter in some details. And when you have your own business, taxes work just a little bit different And in this episode, I want to quickly talk about some things regarding taxes. So before we get into this episode, again, if you want to learn FL Studio, you can try my free FL Studio training by going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash FL Studio, or you can check out my free beat making book by going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. The book is called five keys to a successful beat. All right. Also, Beat Tapes by Gratuitous Volume 10 is now released. I will leave the link in the description or wherever you listen to music like Spotify or Apple Music. Just type in Beat Tapes by Gratuitous and you will see Volume 10 there. If you do visit my website, going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash music, you will see the Beat Tapes by Gratuitous and you'll see a cool video where you can listen to each beat with a really cool visual video. Also, online music distribution course is coming very soon. It's about 90% done. It's been edited. It's been exported. I just recorded one extra video regarding artwork, some do's and don'ts, as well as being aware of copyright. So I always tell you in this industry, when you're dealing with music and creating content, it's all about copyright and ownership. And again, like I just said at the beginning of this episode, if you're working a normal job, You're not used to the word copyright and things like agreements. You need to understand that copyright and agreements are very, very serious things. But focusing more about copyright, it's all about ownership, okay? So I just have to edit up this one video about artwork ownership regarding fonts, right? If you're dealing with like Arial or Helvetica or Verdana, but then you will find a lot of better fonts out there because when we use custom fonts typically it'll look a lot better on artwork or even on our website but you have to make sure that you own the proper license to use these tools right if you want to use someone's photo you need to have a license because that's their copyright if you want to use a font that's someone's license So you just have to make sure that you own ownership to the tools that you're using and a lot of people don't think about this stuff and you get in trouble later on When you're small and you take things and you start using it, most people won't notice because you're so small. But once you start growing and maybe these things that you've created and if you've used tools and not had the right license, then it can bite you in the butt later on. Okay, so always remember, you need to have ownership to the things that you're doing. If you want to use someone's artwork, you need a license. If you need to use someone's font, you need a license. Even when you purchase a plugin, many times you're giving a license or if you purchase a drum kit and they say it's royalty free, you technically don't own that drum kit. The person who has created the drum kit, they own the drum kit and they give you a license to use those sounds on a royalty free basis, which means that you can use the sounds and you do not have to pay that sound designer royalties. Okay. All right, so now I want to talk to you about 
taxes just quickly because I have to do my taxes over the next two days here. But when you are organized, the taxes do go pretty quick. Uh, for myself, I just put everything in a spreadsheet and I would like to create a course one day on this topic for you because I'll give you a quick story before we talk about the taxes, okay? So over my years, I've had various different jobs and I was always doing my online business as well. So I had multiple forms of income coming in. And when I first started, I met this lady and she was so good. She was excellent. Not only would she do my taxes, she would kind of give me, you know, a free advice, which was very nice of her. She knew I was young. So she was, you know, kind of just giving me advice of things that maybe she's seeing from me to kind of guide me along. And it was awesome. She ended up moving away and I was just like, oh no. So now I had to find another tax person. And at that time, I just had a really bad experience. I submitted my taxes with them. I explained, you know, all my financial situation. I was going to school as an electrician at the time. Here in Canada, when you do go to school as an electrician, there are grants and this person who did my taxes, they totally missed the grant and I gave them all the information. And anytime you have to submit information, like I explained to you in the online uh, music distribution course, if you're going to submit your music, you want to make sure that everything is typed properly. You want to make sure your artwork is proper because when you submit it the first time, it's way easier rather than if there's a mistake, then you have to send emails and it might not get fixed for a week, a month, maybe even more than that. And so this tax person, they missed this grant. And I think I had to wait like three or four months for it to be fixed. And it was just so annoying because, you know, you're always just waiting or phone calls unnecessarily. So after that year with that tax person, you know, never again. So tried to find another, another tax person. This tax person, I submitted my paperwork to them. I gave them paperwork of each month of my business as well as my electrical job at the time. And when they went to my business income, they only did one month. So they, so they looked at the paperwork. They only did the first month. I went through it and I was like, you're missing all the other months. If I wouldn't have looked at it and if I would have signed off and said, okay, yeah, you can send the taxes in now, they totally missed doing their job. And the thing is, I get it because when you do taxes, it is such a rush. You have all these people emailing you, calling you, whatever, sending you paperwork. And some people are super unorganized. They literally have like a shoebox of receipts and they get the tax person to do it. And I really don't think that's fair because the problem is they don't teach us this in school, how to manage your taxes, you know, what's a mortgage, even in my opinion, like relationship advice, I really think these types of things should always be in school because when you're out of school, what's the most important things in your life, right? Your work and your finances, your family, your faith, right? These are very important things of your life and, and you don't learn any of that in school, right? So anyways, I had a really bad experiences with tax people over the years, except for that first lady. I was super grateful for her. So it got to the point where I was like, I got to learn my own taxes because this is so annoying going. First of all, you have to go to people, you have to pay them. And half the time they might not do your taxes well because you can do your taxes better than other people. Some people know how to save you money, especially once you start entering the business world. And so here is just a quick breakdown of how taxes work. Okay. If you are just working a normal job, I'll talk about that first, just to give you perspective. And then we'll talk about a little bit about a business, okay? Because online business, business, it's all kind of the same thing. And this is from a Canada point of view, but I believe it'd probably be very similar to United States because a lot of times Canada over time 
kind of um, takes from the United States for a lot of things. I know for electrical, a lot of the code rules start in America first, and then eventually they kind of trickle over to Canada. All right, so you're working a real job. Let's say you work construction, or let's say you work at a bank or wherever. What happens is every single two weeks or, or you know however you get paid, you will get a pay stub. And on that pay stub, you will have your gross income. Gross income means income before any deductions. Deductions are things like your taxes. So they would take taxes off your paycheck, every paycheck. Uh, here in Canada, there's things like unemployment. That's a fee, right? Uh, there's also Canada pension plan here. So that's also a fee. If you have health benefits, you know, that could be a fee. If you're in a union, that could be a fee. And so every paycheck, you get these deductions and then you're left with net income. What's left after the deductions. Okay. Then at the very end of the year, you are given a slip. This slip is used for your taxes and essentially your employer does all the stuff for you, but you still have to enter in the numbers in your taxes. And if you just work a normal job and you only have one slip, your taxes are super easy. If you did any investing, typically your bank will also send you a slip depending on what you've done for investing. And then when it comes to your taxes, there is online software nowadays where you simply just enter in the numbers and it's pretty straightforward. And that's pretty much all there is for taxes when it comes for, you know, personal, you just work a job, you get these tax slips, and then you fill in your information. If you have children or if you have certain things, such as like if you went to school and stuff like that, that's where you can also maybe take advantage of certain grants or certain deductions. And many times these, ta these online tax software, they many times walk you through that stuff, okay? But when it comes to online business, here's where it's a little bit different. If you purchase equipment for your business, you can use this as a deduction against the gross income. So deductions. And in other words, you can pay less taxes. And it's a really amazing benefit that the government allows you to do to help you to grow your business and really help your customers. Without going too intense with it, we have some type of deductions which are 100% write-off. Let's say you bought pencils or let's say you bought pens for your business these are called like stationary items in other words if you made 100 dollars from your business and you paid 50 dollars for stationary items you have to record that yes you made 100 dollars you paid 50 dollars for all these business items so now you only have 50 dollars that you have to pay taxes on so then when you pay taxes you enter into what's called a tax bracket depending on how much money you make and then when you pay taxes you pay taxes off of that 50 dollars rather than that 100 dollars so if you had to pay let's say 20% taxes so you take 20% of 100 and your taxes are going to be higher. But because of our business deductions, we're left with only $50, which is the benefit of running your business. Now you only pay taxes off of $50. So you take $50 and your 20% and you would notice that it's much less. Now, it's not just that easy because certain items aren't just 100% write-offs, okay? Here in Canada, the process is called CCA capital cost allowance. Essentially, there's classes for different items that you're purchasing because how this works is the government needs the money to fuel the world, you know, the economy, if the roads are not doing good, etc. 
And so if we were able to just 100% write off everything, they would not be bringing in enough tax revenue. So for example, let's say your business and you have a vehicle, all right? Let's say you purchase a brand new vehicle for like $50,000. So now let's do a more real example. Let's say you had $100,000 and then now because see a vehicle is not 100% write off. If you made $100,000 and you purchased a $50,000 vehicle, if it was 100% write off, that means that you would only have to pay taxes on $50,000. And when it comes to these tax brackets, you start paying more tax the more money you make. So in other words, if there's $100,000, you don't pay the large amount of tax on the full 100,000, it staggers. So for example, you might pay 15% taxes up to $30,000. And then from $30,000, let's say to $60,000, you might pay 20% taxes. So 20% is only from 30,000 to 60,000, but 15% is from zero to 30. So in other words, you are paying like a staggered tax and then your taxes are like the average of all these tax brackets. Okay. Just to keep it simple. So anyways, a vehicle is not a hundred percent write off because it's so expensive and you would not be paying enough taxes to again, help fuel the government and you know, the system, right? So we use CCA, capital cost allowance. So for example, some pieces of equipment are 25% write-off. So if the item was $1,000, that means that you're only allowed to write off a certain percentage each year because you have to keep paying your taxes. But hey, at the end of the day, you still get the benefit of writing off these deductions so that you pay less taxes. And whenever you hear people cheating on their taxes, this is a big way of how people do it. But if you think you're smarter than the government, don't be dumb. This is them being very nice to allow your business to grow. So again, you can help your customers. So make sure when you're doing this stuff that you put your items in the right class. Sometimes it's a little hard to know, so you can only kind of do your best. And if things get audited, then you would have to work with that tax person. But for the most part, your taxes are pretty straightforward and it's all about understanding how to put it into a spreadsheet. All right. Once you know how to do that, then at the end of the year. So again, today I have to do my taxes. I'll also be doing them tomorrow. Um, I have to really focus on that because uh, it's right near the bare minimum. <laughs> you know, uh, taxes are due uh, April 30th here. And so that is just a quick general overview of taxes. I do want to create a quick brief course on this one day for you guys, because like I said, I went through some really annoying times to the point where it was just like, I'm just going to learn to do this myself. I don't have a huge business. I don't have employees. I don't have all these intense things. Because again, when you start hiring things out, there's a couple of things you have to think about. First of all, does that person know what they're doing? Are you in their best interest? Because if they have a lot of people coming through, especially in tax season, you know, they can't always give 110% to your product. They're just going to, you know, make sure it's passable, send it through, but they may miss some deductions here and there. Also, another thing is privacy too, right? If you are working with these tax people, you're allowing them to see your financial information. For most people, it doesn't bother them. And especially once you really start growing, you know, it's really nice to have someone who is an expert and, and actually is a professional. But when you're just small starting out, it's just a matter of learning how it works. And again, they don't teach you taxes in school, which I really think they should. 
or maybe they do now, but in my schooling, they never did. Again, they never taught you about a home, stuff like that, which is so important as you start really trying to grow as an adult. And being a music producer, I always tell you guys, in my opinion, I would highly suggest you guys have a real career and do music on the side to the point where your music can actually start growing for you. Because for a lot of this music stuff, a lot of it is autopilot, except for actually creating the beat. Once you create the beat and upload it to, let's say, your beat store or whatever approach that you're trying to take to sell your products, it's pretty much always automated, right? For example, if you guys want to learn to make beats with me, you guys can get an example of what an automation is. Try my free beat making book. You can go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys, sign up, you would get the free book, you'll get free emails, and then you'll get an offer to join the platform. And that's all automated. But the hardest thing about that is setting it up, making sure it's working. Uh, and there's a lot that goes into understanding that process, but it's tiring because for the average person who wants to learn to make music, that's nothing to do with music. Like that's hundred percent sales and it's boring, but some people love it. And what you'll also notice is a lot of producers who are producers, but then they start getting into the sales. They actually more enjoy the sales than the producing. And they're really not producing much anymore. They're more into the sales. So it's kind of like a cross between sales and pretending that you are still active in that industry. Again, you guys can visit my website, itsgratuitous.com forward slash music. I'm first and foremost a beat maker producer. Like that is what I really, really like to do. That is the reason why I really pursued an online business is to have the time to create music, albums, all that stuff, because that's the most fun for me. Education is my business. So I try to stay consistent with this in regards to educating you guys allowing beat making really fun and easy to understand because if you're watching a lot of those tutorials out there, everyone's just trying to sell you affiliate products. Oh, here's this new plugin. Click my link, you know, and then they make money through you clicking the link. You have to understand that even though they're making money and it's kind of a business, it's really not a business. It's not a sustainable business. If YouTube were to close today, how many businesses would significantly suffer? I do bring some traffic in through YouTube, but a lot of my traffic comes through Google from a lot of the articles I've written, if I'm running ads or whatever. You know, this is an online business. I have built my name to the point where people know gratuitous as, you know, educate, beat making education. Okay. If YouTube were to close down, my business is still sustainable, which is awesome. That's how you want to grow your business. You don't want to rely on a network like that. You can use the network to your benefit, but you always just kind of want to think in the back of your mind to have a little safety net there. All right. So again, be on the lookout for the new course, the online music distribution course. It's going to teach you how to get your music on Spotify, show you my exact process, how I organize my folders regarding you know artwork exporting the audio and actually uploading it. And um, Beat Tapes by Gratuitous Volume 10 is now released. I highly encourage you guys to visit the website. It's gratuitous.com forward slash music. You will see Volume 10 of Beat Tapes by Gratuitous. You can check the video. It's a very cool visual as the different beats are playing in there. The very, very first beat is probably my favorite track. It's called Peace for My Family. And that's it. So if you guys want to learn to make beats, you guys can visit me over at itsgratuitous.com. 
you will see a little button there for join now. If you want to join the membership, you will see that it's a new pricing page. You'll see tons of information of what's included. There's so many courses, piano courses, drum loop courses. If you're an absolute beginner, there's a really cool course in there called Advanced Music Production Secrets. Over 30 quick videos sharing really, really powerful tricks if you want to really advance your beats and your mixing. Just visit me at itsgratuitous.com. Again, if you want to start slow, I have a free FL Studio training. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash FL Studio. If you sign up, you will get free emails and videos that you will not find anywhere else. They are exclusive only when you sign up. Or you can get the free beat making book if you're a little bit more advanced and you want to learn some really, really true beat making secrets. The book is called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple, it becomes creative. Remember, I always tell you, it's so simple it becomes creative. A lot of people always want to get super complex in their beats, but many times it's the simplicity which is catchy, okay? To get the free book, you just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Again, check out Beat Tapes by Gratuitous Volume 10. Super excited and really, really proud of this release.